What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Really excited today to have two guests in the studio with me. It's Andrew Emsley and Jamie Pinto. And you both have been on the podcast before. And, I, you know, I, you guys met me earlier. We had a cup of coffee and we were talking and we had some really deep discussion. And I really want to get back to all of that and talk about that. And everybody listening, I really think, you know, just sit tight and tune in because we talked about steel maze. We're talking about, you know, the state of the world today with COVID and, and, and where we're at at this point with it. And um, before we get to that, I want everybody to know that these two fine steel maze coaches are out there and available to learn the art of steel mace, steel mace flow, the way that they like to do it, the way that they feel naturally inclined to do it. You guys are all over on the social media network and, you know, Instagram, YouTube videos. We could see how you guys move, how you guys, um, you know, teach and everything like that. So I want people to be able to access you uh, real briefly. Andrew, let everybody know how to get in touch with you. Sure, sure. Well, uh, of course, I'm on Instagram like everybody else. Sleepy monkey man. Uh, but please, if you're in the area, you know, Westchester, Glen Mills, Delaware, Chester County, Pennsylvania, you can find me most days at Thornberry Park in the morning. And, uh, and also I operate m my massage therapy practice uh, both out of my home and out of an office, Optimal Massage in good old Westchester, Pennsylvania. So, when you pull your neck, come see me. I'll poke it. Make nice. you feel better. And you're in the you're in the countryside. And Jamie, you're yeah. you're in the city, the of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Um, well, it's just like Andrew. I'm on the gram. I'm on the Facebooks. Um, and um, you know, I feel like. Once you see me, you know what I do. And I teach inside a gym in Manion called Fire for Effect, which is owned and run by a bunch of former Marines. And uh, they mostly do like strongman, crossfitty type stuff there. And I, I teach Steel Mason, this big black room that I call the Cube. Yeah. <laughs> which I also do my own practice in. And um, yeah, I. Uh, and I also, you know, kind of concentrate on joint health and mobility out of there as well for some of the other clients that walk into that gym. Yeah. Right. And and you shoot really awesome videos um, on YouTube. People could see you. It's just I don't even want to butcher it. You just got to see it like with this with the psychedelic colors and everything. But the way you move, man, you're there's you're you are one unique dude. You nobody doing steel mace flow quite does it like you you are that unique um and it's it's really fun to watch i was actually watching some videos earlier this morning before you know, just get myself prepared for this podcast today um but yeah andrew you know you 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 have your unique style too i, I guess everybody doing steel mace flow steel mace training is delivering something unique mm -hmm. right and um, you even have clients that have gravitated to, to you, Andrew, uh, based upon your spirituality and stuff like that. And Jamie, you're a really deep thinker. Right before we got here, you were talking about uh, having uh, the ability to 
to focus on what powers you the most, right? And 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 to be able to use that as your guide through life, right? Yeah. 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 It's it's that to me is like anyone's internal compass. You know, um, as soon as, as soon as, usually when I ask somebody, when I first meet them, I'm like, what do you do? And the way they kind of expand on that, uh, lets me know, you know, where they are and what they're doing in life and kind of the trajectory of like where they're headed. So you mean like what they do for a living? Just like in, yeah, well, in general. So I'll be like, so not for your job. Yeah. And you can tell me what you do for your job, but like, what's the thing that like, what? Let me see you light up your face right now, yeah. describing okay. something to me. Right. You know, because right. it's just like, oh, you just kind of like mm-hmm. lit up. Yeah. So, um, and it can be anything. You know, like being able to feed that is of utmost importance like i was at a party on um saturday it was an engagement party and there's this really interesting character there older gentleman um and he was dressed like very eccentric like total like canadian tuxedo uh jeans denim vest and like a really like it's like a 70s kind of like really colorful light colored dress shirt with with the collar open with this like really uh eccentric denim hat that he made that was like a really like a cartoon jeff hat that it looked like he made it out of like a pair of jeans and like it was really it was awesome so he walked past me and was just like wow look at you and i was like look at you you know so we got into a conversation and you know he's like oh wait you know like what are you like 31 and i was like no you know like a little bit older than that so um you know he probably looked like he was maybe like 60 something early 60s but he looked like a very very early young spry 60 and um the first thing i said was like well um i can see that you know you're an artist and you're doing you're feeding the thing that actually is like you know your passion and when you're doing when you're feeding those passions um and you're so uh, engrossed in the process seems like you can never get enough time to do it right so it's like you're focused on this process and time is just whizzing by you but you're still aging the same you know it's not until you get into a place that's draining you from the time that you need to be spending on the things that actually light you up that time goes by really slow and it's like you feel like you're in that forever. And, you know, you can find a lot of people in life that may be in that slow drag and and they don't even know how to find that thing that lights them up. Or they know how to find the thing that lights them up, but they don't they don't spend enough time on it and they're kind of like maybe have some anxieties about taking the leap to focus more energy on those things you know right it's it's the to me it's the eternal question of like do you follow your dream or do you like settle settle yeah essentially right and like following those feelings and and the things that drive you there's no guarantee mm-hmm. of anything right but i think the the guarantee that you do have 
is the story that you leave behind and the relationships that you leave behind mm -hmm. when you're not here and like how people discuss you and how you spent your time. That's the story that is, you know, you following the thing. It's not, it might not even be during like your life. It could be after you could be a, you know, a story that people just know that gives them inspiration to do their thing. So, do you think that's kind of like what the key is to everything is is to deliver some type of inspiration? Yeah, well, I mean, so I, what I get it from is like I've we've all been around a lot of death. We've all had people pass in our lives, been to funerals and hmm. everything like that. And I've had a lot of close friends young pass and the only thing that we're left with is the time that they had and the story yeah. that they wrote while they were alive and the yeah. moments that you wrote with them and that's kind of the thing that you know keeps them here or, or just keeps them existing instead of just being forgotten in the sands of time you know and right. To me, I think that is like that is your your legacy. That is your miss, mission to to do those things to create that story that you don't get lost in the sands of time. You had such an impact on the greater whole that you still seem to reverberate even though you're not here. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So really, it's it's about um, doing that thing because uh, if you if you settled and you just you're just going to be back to do it again? There's not going to be any story. Well, you're, you're just going to get kind of lost. <laughs> what, what did you do if you just, you know, did that boring thing that didn't satisfy you, that didn't light you up? Because you're not lit up now. You're right. You're just a dull blip. And yeah. Nobody looks or remembers that dull blip, right? Yeah. But even so, like, you know, it that that may be one of your lives. That may be one of your incarnations to, like – just start gathering momentum to even get into that that's that state I, I think that you you have to live <laughs> like a bunch of times to even start to gather up whatever the momentum is to even understand what that feeling is and how badly you need to fuel it to just exist or else it is like just the hell to exist. Yeah. Like, um, someone I knew, a musician, just committed suicide this past weekend. Young kid. 30, 32 years old. Didn't even make it to 33. Maybe, yeah, maybe 32, 33. Has a son. Mm. He lost his brother to suicide, younger, and his other brother to suicide. They all, they all overdosed. Wow. Essentially. And, you know, I'm just seeing the, um, the social media posts and the memories and everything like this. And it's just like, he was very talented and he had a lot to offer. And he was like such a great, like guy to be around, just like a real friendly guy. I wasn't close with him or anything. I just knew him from being around the music scene. Yeah. It's um, still impactful though yeah. because and his you name, knew of him. Yeah, his name was, was Benny Kravitz. Um, and he just – he was living in a fucking hell. He just was. I could see that he battled mm. with his demons. Right. 
all the time. And it's a shame that we've lost and just like musicians in general. Yeah, and, and both of you guys are musicians. Yeah. Forgot to highlight that when we yeah. first started talking. Then, and at, yeah, that's, you know, before I did bass, I was eating, sleeping, breathing music, and we talked about that on the way up here. And yeah. to be consumed by your inner demons like that, and to be living a reality that is like a fucking cell of hell yeah. that you can't escape. Your your mind cannot escape these thoughts and everything that's coming through to you. Um. I, I, I can understand that because um, you're you're missing out on this thing, just this simple thing of this like, yeah, this may be all sorts of hell that you're experiencing right now, but what are you learning from this hell to turn it around and get through it? Right. Because if you don't do this, you're going to be back here to do it again. Maybe not in great, maybe not even in the same circumstances because you didn't really focus on that thing and like go for it. It, It's funny. I'm flashing back to the last time you were here, Andrew. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of had the same discussion. You were, you were bringing up the same things and, um, that was that was like nine months ago. That was episode eighty four. Yeah. If anybody wants to go back and jump on that one, um, and you were yeah, you were hitting on the same thing. So we're talking about some real. This is universal, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. At, at some level or another, uh, this is happening with people, and it's that cycle of life, life, death, and rebirth. Yeah, you know, samsara and. Oftentimes we think about it cosmically, you know, we're going through these multiple actual lifetimes in these individual incarnations um, and thinking of like accumulating that idea of karma, right? Accumulating karma throughout these lifetimes. But what's beautiful about existence in life this this idea, Jamie and I talk a lot about this idea of uh, the macrocosm and the microcosm, right? As above, so below, as within, so without. This idea that um, our experience here is reflected both inwardly and outwardly, up and down. So at the biggest levels, the, the most macro levels of existence, down to the most micro levels of existence. And their reality and the nature of reality seems to repeat itself and mirror itself. And so in the same way that we can think about these cycles and these decisions and and, uh, karma and life, death and rebirth in these lifetimes, we can also take that from our day to day even our moment to moment. And oftentimes, isn't it so true? We go through these cycles of making these decisions and we keep making the same bad decision and the same bad decision, expecting a different result, but we keep going around and around and around like that dragon or that snake that's eating its own tail. Yeah. You know, that's, that's actually not a symbol to glorify. Right, it's not. That, that's right. That, that's the Ouroboros. That's yeah. right, the Ouroboros people. That's the trap. Yeah. Bingo, bango! Literally. It's a trap. Well, that's the trap. They say it's um, the snake is eating itself to to 
sustain itself. Well, this happens. Yeah. This happens in real life. But that sounds vicious. Have you ever seen a, a snake get caught in the cycle? It actually happens in real life. A oh, snake. No. So every now and then, a snake will try to swallow its own tail. It thinks and it's, it, it dies. Wow. Right. Yeah. I'm That's right. Yeah. And so, you know, the idea is to break the cycle. Yeah. Moksha. Yeah. Uh, the Hindus call it moksha. This idea of breaking the cycle. And when we do that, and this is what I think is really significant about uh, the teachings in the Christian scriptures in the New Testament, when uh, Yahshua or, or Jesus talks about uh, being reborn in this life, you know, yeah. when we then, when we think about that in a cosmic scale, when we take a little bit of Hinduism and throw it at this idea, now it becomes incredibly significant. This idea that we don't have to wait until our next incarnation or our next actual life to change. To change the way we are, to change the way we treat people, to change our very experience of this reality today. Yeah. And I love when uh, Jesus is with the woman at the well and he's just like, yeah, just go. Just go and just do things differently. Right. Just go and sin no more. Yeah. You know, Buddha talks about just waking up. He says, wake up. Get out of bed in the morning as if it's filled with snakes. It, it's going to be uncomfortable, though. It's freaking. And, and I think the, the problem with the snake eating itself is it's going to have to go hungry for a while. It's, mm. it's going to be uncomfortable. It, so, I mean, I don't know if that's a good analogy, but you, whatever it is, you're breaking your cycle. The cycle becomes your path of comfort, no matter how disastrous it is. Yes. And you have to now twist away from it, peel away from it, and go into the unknown and face things reality it's well said right yeah and it's uncomfortable well you know that's the significance of what people call the jesus fish yeah you know the ichthys fish people think it's a fish and i understand why right but truthfully if we if we take that cycle right and we break it yeah i think it's yeah. actually it's, it's a broken circle it's a broken cycle wow wow um you're you're Slowly becoming my spiritual advisor here. Oh, that's I, I mean, new. I'm well, learning. I learn uh -oh. more about this stuff than, than I learn from anywhere else. Uh -oh. I'm not. I can't say I'm really a churchgoer or anything. So it's, this is good for me. Oh, man, you know it's uh, it's all there. Yeah, it's all there for all of us, right? And it doesn't really matter um, most of the time because. You know, spirituality and religion is kind of words that's like sports. You know, sports applies to a lot of things. Yeah, right. Uh, and they're not exactly the same. Uh, but that said, a, a lot of them come from the same place, right? And so one thing that is interesting is we go around looking for all these answers and we kind of reach over here and over here and over here and over here, when oftentimes those same answers are found within our own traditions, no matter where we're coming from yeah. on this earth, right? It, it's all there. And uh, the only difference tends to be uh, the packaging that it comes with. And in our situation as humans, that packaging tends to be language. Um, and often, and that's because the truth, right? Uh, the, the truth is not subjective, right? Truth is objective. Truth is truth. This is where, you know, and I know people disagree with me, but there's no such thing as my truth or your truth. There's truth <laughs> and there's favorites. falsehood, yeah. right? Yeah. There's your experience and yeah. my experience, but there's no such thing as individual truth. No, that's a dangerous road, yeah. okay? Yeah. This is how we erode <laughs> uh, cohesion. Yeah. So, 
you know, truth is objective. What's subjective about truth is that language, is that packaging, you know, because we all do. We are all from different subjective places and experiences. Um, and that truth tends to reveal itself to us in different ways. Um, so if everybody's yeah. seeking truth all the time, we're all working toward dis discovering that truth together. Oh, and that would be beautiful. Right. The, the difficulty comes in when as we seek truth, it becomes individually empowering and it all therefore empowers the community. And empowered communities work together. Empowered communities lose their need for parents. Mm. And when I'm talking about parents, I'm talking about governance. Yeah. Right. right. And so if we have too many empowered communities, Fred, oh no, we, we lose the need for politicians. If, if communities are thriving, then certain political parties can no longer use groups as pets for their own individual agendas, no matter what side we're talking about. Right. Right. And so... To divide and conquer is one of the oldest methods of ruling uh, that there is. And so uh, we will have division and they will keep us from working together, seeking the truth together very intentionally and very purposefully for as long as they can, because that's how this whole machine keeps going. Right. And... Uh, so yeah. we, we we need to to it, we need to break our cycle with yeah. the way we do things just to grow as a society, yeah. and this all happens on an individual level. Yeah. Now, now, speaking of breaking the cycle, and you mentioned something earlier when you were sitting here about momentum. Yes, and then we had this great discussion. I said, man, I wish the podcast started already. We were talking about training with the mace and and momentum. And it hit me right here. Wow, this is full circle shit. When you start flowing with a mace, you're going into a cycle or a pattern. And at some point, you have to break that pattern and move into something else that might be not so comfortable. And I'm just thinking about what you were talking about with training with momentum and how that puts you in a different perspective state of mind can you can you trace us back to that discussion i can Jamie? i can i can i can even give examples right yeah please do so one of the reasons why i like training people with mace is because you get to give them the gift of breaking a pattern number one yeah Usually if somebody is doing a lot of the same patterns, the same loops, they're putting certain energy at places of their body and that part of their body starts to burn, yeah. burn out. Like one of the first things I would see, um, common things when I first started teaching Mace was whatever hand people were dominant with, most people were dominant with the right hand. So they would do 360s over their left shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then when it came to putting their left hand on top, going over their right shoulder was super wonky. Mm. So they wouldn't do it. So what happens is they start to burn out the right deltoid. They start to feel that, gather up a bunch of energy in there. It's just like, well, and it, it's just like 
the 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 first answer is just like oh man i'm doing too much da, da, da. and it's just like no you're not you're caught in a loop yeah if you just change that loop and 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 create a, a more holistic loop something as simple as doing a 360 into a switch curl and then you're set up to go over the other side you're joining both sides you're not focused on one loop so you're circulating your energy that much more right and um once you can kind of like understand how to clear those loops and those patterns well then you can start to understand how to clear some loops and patterns in your everyday life mm -hmm. you know what i mean as something as simple as like we all do this and like i battle this all the time do you pick up your phone first thing in the morning yeah a lot of people do yeah what happens when you don't pick up your phone in the morning and you let it, you don't look at it for like four hours. Yes. It's a completely different dimension line of reality that you're going through. Yeah. yeah. You are going to experience such a different kind of day versus the first thing you do is roll over and pick up your phone. Right. And you, it's just like, boom, you start scrolling, you go into those habits and then it's just like, you just took in all this stuff right. that is, this information that is floating around you inside of you while you're going to do your stuff, your routine. Well, what if you still were going to do your routine, but you actually didn't take all that stuff around you. Then the way that I like to picture it is like gnats flying around you. They're not necessarily in your way, but like, you know, they're there and you're just like one might fly right by you just like, and that's like one of those stray thoughts of like something you just read that morning that may have, you didn't agree with or set you off. Da, da, da. Like that's a prime example of like, oh, if I don't do this, I have a completely different morning, which can, which totally switches around my day. Oh, well, if I just link up uh, my left side 360s with my right side 360s, I'm not going to burn out my shoulder. And you can just apply that to anything. Yes, yeah, so when you practice, when you when you practice and you make a uh, concerted effort of breaking those patterns up yeah. and going into new patterns, you're developing the habit of breaking patterns yeah, on a very little minute level. But yeah. that will eventually plant the seed, right? To it does where it's going to parlay into other areas yes. of your life. It does oh, yeah. it does, and it's it's just it's just noticing that that you're capable of that and you're in control of that yeah versus everything else controlling you and you know to go back to momentum in the mace um it is this this game of going with momentum and stepping away from momentum and not getting so much in the way of the mace but gently gently manipulating it as well right and um seeing how long and how many ways you can do that, you know? Um, and what that does for me is that takes me out of like, like I was saying before, like the normal, uh, work and consume or task orientated mindset of like, get up, go to work, come home, get on your phone, uh, Shop on Amazon. Retail therapy. Retail Reddit, therapy. You yeah. know, and there's a lot of people that are just kind of like caught in loops. Not everybody, but there are people that are caught in loops people, like that. People buying stuff just to fill something yeah. in their 
avoid or whatever. Right, right, right. Therapy. Yeah. Using buying stuff to, as right. a therapy. Yeah. Right, right, right. And it, it's like, like I was making that comparison of like you are this this being with this consciousness and you can either have all these thoughts that are hooked into all these other things that are like feeding into you and controlling you to go this way to go you know forward through your reality or um you are central you understand that you are connected to all these different thoughts and they're like valves that you can just shut off 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 and just boom what are you right now who are you besides the stories that you're telling yourself and the drama that's in your life yeah you know right like really let's take that out who are you right now in this moment how are you going to move through the brain and central nervous system that is hooked into your skeletal system operating this biomechanic uh, meat suit meat suit essentially yeah yeah and you can't you can't do that if you're focused on there's that thing i really want to buy that's going to complete my life here's that person that's making my life a living hell here you know what i mean right that you can't that's all a blockage yeah it's it's the ability to be like these are just things that are trying to grab their hooks in me and pull me towards it versus i am right here and i am projecting out and like no matter what we still have things that are going to be hooked to us but we can also choose the things that we hook into like one of the things that I choose to hook into is a constant breathing practice like constantly understanding how you breathe is gonna like generate your reality in a way mm. like if you're all huffing and puffing all the time you're just like putting your your meat suit in stress yeah right. you know That's right. um, you guys go pretty deep with the breathing practice right yes. I know you were saying earlier you're you're coaching people Andrew yeah. and and you 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 share that with your clients as well, right? Yeah. You, like, you're pretty like next level with it. Because um, the reason why I say next level is because I'm like, I do that, but very basic. Like I five deep breaths to calm down, you know, that's we're box breathing before yeah, I go yeah, sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something simple, but you're talking, you guys talk about it on an even heavier level, right? Well, it has to be constant. It, it is constant. Yes. But like, like think of it like this. You, and this comes from me just like, you know, editing videos and stuff like that. Just think of your reality as you get to be the the editor of your reality at every waking second. Mm. So you get to put the filter on it. You get to control how fast or slow it goes. You get to zoom in on stuff. And the way that you can control that is what's your what's your what's your anxiety level like? Mm-hmm. If you're frantic, it's going to be a frantic reality. If you're just like taking it as it comes in and like, you know, um, processing the information and then like sending it back out at, you know, a nice, cool, calm, collective state, then you can kind of govern your reality in that way. Yeah, I see. We see that on the fire ground when we're fighting fires. There's some guys that are so they're like ice, calm. And nothing, it doesn't matter how hairy things get. They're just 
calm. Yeah. And everything around them becomes calm. Yeah. Like you see, the, and then like you see the guy who's a little bit more frantic, maybe a new guy. Yeah. And he's a little jacked up. But then he gets around the calm guy and the calm guy's just stoic and yeah, right, right there. Right. And that guy calms down a little bit because he's in the presence of, of this big ice cube. Totally. This is very physiological. Yeah. And it's very physiological. It's very neurological, and that and that's that's the the neat thing, you know. In the West, we like we like the hard answers, right? Yeah, we know the mm. mechanism of how it all works. Yeah, and, and and our nervous system, when it comes to our our state of consciousness, essentially operates between one of two states. We've got our sympathetic nervous system, and we have our parasympathetic nervous system. Now, our parasympathetic nervous system is our friend. Our sympathetic nervous system is our friend too, but our sympathetic nervous system is our friend when shit gets hairy mm. and crazy. Mm. It's when we need the anxiety. There's a time and a place when we should be anxious, right? right? And there's a time and a place where uh, fear is necessary, right? It's time, to, it's time to run, it's time to fight, it's time to spring into action. And the parasympathetic nervous system is that mechanism in the brain that's in signals through our body to keep us cool, calm, and collected. Now, oftentimes we think and we operate uh, from a place where we assume that our internal state is what's causing our physical mm, expression of that state. For instance, we're happy, so we're smiling. The neat thing and this is where, you know, we get to be, as Jamie was saying, kind of like these editors of our reality at all times, is once we start to make these connections, okay, what neurons are wired together? Well, happiness and smiling, our joy and smiling are, are two things that are wired together. Well, neurons that fire together, or neurons that wire together, fire together, right? <laughs> and so are we smiling because we're happy or are we happy because we're smiling now this comes right back into the whole breathing thing because most of us because we're working desk jobs and we're you know we're pretty uh, isometric throughout our day we get put into this constant state of suffocation literally of crucifixion you know when um when, when the Romans would crucify people, they would break their knees oftentimes because what happens is the rib cage comes down into the body and it cuts off the diaphragm's ability to expand. Now that's important because we are literally living in our culture like this all the time, hunched over, mm -hmm. right? And we're constantly uh, neurologically activating these hip flexor muscles in here and all of these muscles for fear and hiding, right? Because we might not even emotionally feel that way at first, but life requires it as we're working on a computer, we're reading a book, we're on our phone, we're driving, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And so we start then breathing because our diaphragm can't expand. We start breathing with these muscles, these chest muscles up here. Now here's why that's significant because these are our, our emergency breathers. They're there for extra space when we need the extra space because Things are going wonky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's breathing from up here <sighs> and then wondering why we're all struggling with anxiety. Right. Because that's sending a signal. Bingo. Yeah. It's putting us, it's, it, we're putting ourselves by the way we breathe in a constant state of activating the sympathetic nervous system. 
Yeah. And so as Jamie teaches his students to breathe right, so I work with my students on, on breathing from their bellies. Yeah, belly breathing. Right. right. Yeah. And straightening up their spine so that their diaphragm can expand into their belly. Mm-hmm. What's happening is it's neurologically activating the, the connections to soothe and calm and relax the body and the mind. And so this is big stuff. I mean, yeah. this is huge huge yeah you know how many people are on pharmaceuticals because of anxiety and struggling to find out what's wrong with them thinking there's something wrong with them right because their life is great and yet they're experiencing this anxiety and they don't know why right when i would say at least 75 percent of the time it's rooted in their physical structure yeah yeah absolutely totally agree and it's funny like if we go back in time what's the first few things that we learned how to do as humans that would change our state of being breathing and rubbing on each other that's right that's right that like we already kind of (laughs) know what to do right man you know and how monkey was saying like yeah people don't breathe right i watch people breathe wrong or i shouldn't say wrong i watch people breathe a lot when they do mace and yeah they breathe from like the top part of the lungs yeah. but also what they do is they chop their breath mm-hmm. they stop breathing yeah especially when and they just clench new. and move right and it's just like this is like you have to be like a windpipe with yourself. You have to take in air and you have to breathe out air. You can't clench and stop breathing. The moment that you clench and stop breathing and your breath gets choppy, boom, you lose everything. Yeah. And it's the same thing with you going through your everyday life. If you start going into a breathing fit while you're driving, you're going to be like, I'm having a panic attack. That's right. Right. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. You know, and I, even like before you 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 pulled up today, I was sitting in my car listening to Earthless live in the Mojave, just breathing. And just I was feeling the tension from my neck just melt away. And, it, and just box breathing. Right. It works. Real easy. Yeah. Something so easy that's free. Yeah, right. That's available Preach. to you right. at any point in time for you to literally <laughs> adjust the filter of how you're experiencing reality and the thoughts that are coming around you, like possible gnats, or they could be like lightning bolts. It's like, wow, I, how did I just grab that thought out of the ether? What's going on right now? And you know, this takes us down a rabbit hole of like what you focus on, you're going to feed. But um, to, yeah, let's, let's, let's segue into how focusing on an idea can do some things for you. Okay. Right? So focusing on a bad idea or a good idea? Any or idea. It doesn't matter. Any idea. Any idea. Okay. Any idea. You focus on any idea. An idea. Yeah. And that is literally what you are pouring your energy into. We see that across our planet. Right. People pouring their energy into ideas. So, and COVID-19? 
the, totally. Is there an idea there that people are? There's many ideas there. Yeah. Right. And there's when people start to feed energy into that idea, then they start to focus on, well, what are the possibilities of the future with me focusing my energy on this idea? Right. And you can paint a future that you're pulling to yourself that has not happened yet. So and it, you're just feeding energy into it like this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This disaster is going to happen. And yeah. you're just like, oh, and the universe is just like, okay, you're just feeding me into that. Feeding. Like you're manifesting your. Yeah. And now is that now you heard uh, Andrew and I talking earlier before we got to the studio about, you know, the lab leak theory where the virus came from and and. And uh, he was also mentioning about um, the Uyghurs that the the communist government are rounding up and everything like that. Are we doing that? Are we are we manifesting something? Are we are we on the right track? Or are we on the wrong track? So I what, so okay okay. So what, what I'm going to say is this: there is no reason why that is not possible. Okay, that is totally possible. But like what I'm going to say is what I said before while we were sitting at the table of, of course, that can be happening, right? Mm -hmm. And if there, there's no doubt that there's weird, dark shit happening all around us at all times. And I can choose to focus my energy on that, right? I can. And um, it's healthy to prepare yourself for if something's coming down the road that you know. Um, but not that I want to be like um, in the dark about everything that's less than positive happening around me. Um, I consciously choose to direct my thought to other things that are more conducive to pouring energy into the process that I was speaking of, like pouring your energy into the feelings and the things that give you the feels to progress in life. You know what I mean? Right. And not letting things kind of pollute that process. Right. I already know there's dark shit that happens all around me. It's been happening since the dawn of time. Right. But I only get so much time per day and so much power to focus that day. And, um, like I said, I don't want to be like in the dark, but I don't want to be so consumed by possible ideas right. at the same time. Right. I, will, I, I will definitely listen. I have an open mind when it comes to possibility and, 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 and things that are happening behind the curtain. Absolutely. Right. This world is not innocent and there are ugly parts of God just as there are, are, are beautiful parts of God. But to me, it is all the story of itself playing out whether i'm here or not yeah i'm just i just that is like the friction that is the possible the, the that is giving me the friction that is possible to um pursue what i need to pursue okay does that make sense yeah yeah, yeah. and and for me you know sitting here talking to you i'm i'm you know trying to learn from you something because i would classify myself as somebody who's somewhat consumed with what's going on right now 
And how I justify that is my feeling I I, I have to speak up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have a daughter. Yeah. Like, what, what do I say to her? Like, if the world goes to, sh- to hell in a handbasket. Totally. Yeah. And she says, you didn't, you didn't. You didn't say nothing. You didn't do nothing. Absolutely. And there's, like you said, there's this dark stuff going on, the, uh, the censorship and, yeah. you know, trying to say the right thing. And, and, you know, nine months ago, Andrew, you were here and you did talk about the virus leaking from the lab. Yeah. And yeah. and now that's a mainstream thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and so all, you, all us conspiracy nuts are like, see, it was it, now, now you're listening. Okay. So now, so. That almost makes you even more consumed, right? Yes. And I, when the hat, when I'm, when I hear it, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. But, but what are you gonna do about it? What like, can I do? Yeah. Literally, what can I do? But now, don't Andrew? Do you do you agree with with Jamie on this? Um, do you or do you feel like there's a there's something? Well, see, I, I. Intensely, and I don't think that believe is the right word because the more I observe the people who life has brought across my, my path or I, I has brought me across their path, and, and the more um, beautiful people I, I meet, the older I get, I become increasingly convinced that God is real. And that each one of us was, how do I say this? Divinely and uniquely spoken into existence. And and I'm going somewhere directly to your question with this. I think we are, um, you know, we're kind of sold this lie. I think it's a lie that we get to choose who we are. I think there's a level of truth there, but I, I actually do think that uh, part of that waking up experience is waking up to our kind of uh, our purpose and not our self-purpose, but the purpose that we've been brought forth into this planet to give, to do. Yeah. Our, our kind of divine work, if you would, that was given to us by the divine workmen by our creator and um and as a result i genuinely see how each one of us is a different shaped puzzle piece that fits together and serves a whole like a community like a tribe and there's kind of this mistaken idea in our culture right now that a tribe is a group of people that all do the same exact thing and are the same way that's not a tribe that's a clique Okay, a tribe is made up of different members who all serve a unique purpose and function that feeds the tribe. Mm -hmm. And so this was kind of where we were joking earlier. You know, I made that Instagram story about Jamie and I coming on the show today and I put sugar and spice. Yeah. And I was joking and I said, well, see, this is why he's the sugar. Right. Because we we all have these vibratory natures. And when we own them, it allows us to then speak from that place. And and it's no secret. Anybody and everybody who, who gets to know Jamie learns well that the vibratory place Jamie operates out of is his heart. Yeah. And it's all about the love and compassion and grace. I've learned a lot from Jamie. 
because my vibratory pattern. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have a, 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 a seemingly natural penchant for observing the darkness. Yeah. And I have a passion to try and understand it. Mm-hmm. And I don't deny that as something that's wrong, right? I don't think, and it's not making me depressed. It's not making me anxious. In fact, it, it, it continues to bring me closer and closer to God because yeah. the more I see the evil in life, the more I, I listen, I don't know how to reconcile with it. Right. This is yeah. something every day I pray and I, I, I think to myself, I still have not come to a spot in life where I can, I really have figured out how to reconcile the absolute depths of depravity and evil that exist and are happening right now as us uh, four guys are hanging out in this beautiful room filled with awesome stuff that we all love, having this beautiful conversation about making our own reality. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are people being forced today into concentration camps. And let's be real. When I say concentration camps, we're talking about death camps. Yeah. Women are being, and people don't like to, to really talk about the ugly language. People, women are being brutally raped right now, systematically. You know, the U.S. Customs seized that shipment of hair from China for wigs because they believed it was coming from the Uyghur concentration camps. This is happening today, right now. Are they manifesting that reality? Are the Uyghurs stuck in the concentration camps right now? Are they manifesting their existence there? I don't think so. And so I think there's a place for all of us. Yeah. Some of us have to gaze to the north. Some of us have to gaze to the south. Some of us have to gaze to the east. And we keep each other balanced. And, and this is why I really see the beauty in community and in interdependence. Because what if balance doesn't necessarily come to all of us through us individually? What if it comes from the community? Yeah. yeah. What if we balance each other like ingredients in a beautiful drink that, that Jamie's making up for us at La Roca, right? So... So I do agree with Jamie. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. But I have a different mission. Yeah. And one of my meditations is to is to I, I watch nature videos, but I don't watch the planet Earth ones. I actually it's a meditation of mine. It's an actual spiritual practice to watch videos of animals eating each other alive. I know it sounds nuts and wacky, but why? Because it it humbles me, it grounds me, and it reminds me that nature does not give a shit. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. And that life is brutal yeah. mm-hmm. and hard. Yeah. And that, in fact, there's a beauty to being human. Because on average, we don't eat our food alive. Yeah. You know, there's, <laughs> there's some places. <laughs> but this is the whole idea of being humane and the beauty then of being human. Right. And the beauty then of being being able to decide as a human like Jamie. Yeah. To to direct where his energy is going so strongly that other people in his presence can feel it. And this is what you were talking about. When you're talking about, you know, the guy at the fire who's the rock. Yeah. 
and people calm down simply by being around them. And you know, it's interesting because when Jamie was talking, I couldn't help but think of this idea of sacred space. And this is what, and this will kind of loop into the mace and the idea of movement and movement with the mace. Because in, in our modern times, we've really kind of lost this idea of sacred space. The, the, the separation between the sacred and the profane. And, you know, in our zest to make everything <laughs> sacred, we've made everything profane, including ourselves. And yet it says in the scriptures that we are a temple, right? We are the sacred space. And there's this idea of the axis mundi, right? The center, whether that be the altar, the steeple, Right? The center of that sacred space that everything revolves around. It almost creates a gravity around it. You know, uh, I know magic's very popular in our culture right now. A lot of people are doing like banishing rituals and even, even people who just grab some sage and light up their sage in the room and they, you know, they start saging around. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. In that moment, they are making a conscious effort to make the space they're in sacred and separate it from the craziness, yeah. the profanity than the, the evil that's lurking outside the doors. And when we're working with the mace, this is what's cool. When Jamie talks about working with momentum and stepping towards momentum and away from momentum, and, you know, hey, how many of us, all of us just about who pick up a mace have talked about uh, not, you know, we, we don't all get up here and talk about how jacked we got because of the mace, do we? No. 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 We all talk about these spiritual and yeah. emotional changes that have come yeah. and there's something about working with the mace and there is you know a lot of value in the back and forth mm -hmm. crossing the the center line that's right yeah it confuses the amygdala it blocks out signals from the amygdala which produces fear in us i, I got a lot of confusion so that's it's good know? to know where it's coming from this is why <laughs> running is so, running is so therapeutic for people because it causes us to look back and forth yeah and that motion this is why you know the therapists do the whole like me watch my fingers thing. you gotta go back and forth the imdr whatever it's called right it's because this motion and this gets into the idea then that movement and motion right. have very significant meanings they have real physiological mm, results yeah that go way beyond just the growth of our muscles and it's it becomes near magical right almost supernatural and so running blocks out the fear response that's why people find so much healing from it the mace does the same thing as we're swinging back and forth and we're working with this pole that somehow becomes the axis mundi because we're moving around it all the time, bringing it back to center, creating a center, creating an axis mundi in our temple. We become the sacred space. And as we start to move, and this is why it's different from, and listen, I love getting on a bench. Sometimes I really do. I've got the Bowflex at home. I love just sitting on a bench, turn on the TV sometimes. And just doing, doing some pumping stuff. out some reps. That's yeah. right. But it's, it's, it's usually in one plane. Yeah. And so when we're working with the mace and we're doing all these multi-plane movements and, and, and you know, everybody who, who has studied, uh, you know, personal training and all, we all learn the, the planes, you know, sagittal plane, yada, 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 frontal plane, coronal plane. Uh, 
we begin to work in this space where like the end of the mace is the end of our reach. We're creating like these walls. It's like this amazing banishing. Yeah, I, I picture it as like an energy yes. like zone. Bingo, man. A sphere of energy. Yes, the sphere. That's what I picture. You just him. said the word. Yeah, sphere. Bingo. It's yeah. the sphere. Yeah. You can swing the mace in a sphere around you and you can move that sphere around the room. Yeah. And you can literally, like Andrew said, you can banish space yes. around you with the mace. Yeah. If you're operating from the center of your heart, the axis mundi, as you move, you are literally changing the fabric of the space that you're moving in. And I do that in the black cube. He knows. You're, you got he your. He does in the backyard. <laughs> your sphere of energy inside the black cube. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, but so, pretty, so Saturnian of you, brother. <laughs> but he, you know, he's he's right, and and it it does produce this different state of mind when you're when you're using a mace. And like he said, we're not all up here saying like, "Look how jacked I got." Everybody's talking from a different a different space. Yeah, it's something profound that they're they're experiencing. There's there's something deep and internal that happens. Um, and you know, we can go into like, like I said, the idea of like common patterns that you stay in and then like breaking those patterns to form new loops, to form new places to explore. And that's, um, that there's, there's, I don't know anything else in fitness that you can really do that with other than just dancing dancing and maybe, martial arts maybe yoga Mar yeah, yeah well some i martial arts to me is martial arts i yeah. don't like like you don't you fitness don't, is is like you walk into a gym and like there's people doing exercises on machines yes. and running on treadmills and so it's like we take this martial arts based modality into a fitness environment and then because it is branded as a fitness tool, but yeah. in actuality, it's fucking weapons, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. people see us moving around with this weapon, yeah, and they think, "Whoa, what's going on over there?" Right. You know. And then, uh, like, my favorite part is when, and we've all experienced this, when people they've seen us do mace, but they've never actually held a mace, and then you put a mace in their hands. And all of a sudden, this light bulb goes uh, off like, wait a minute. I see you moving this thing around like that? Right. And it's like, well, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? I can't tell you how many how many times I put a mace in somebody's yeah, hands man. and they're just like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That's I, I had a completely different idea of this. And it's just like, yeah, there's some weight to this, you know? And like well said yeah you yeah. know it you know it well said there's you know some weight it. to this yeah yes. and there's not really um there's not that much that you can hide from me when i put a mace in your hands and yes. see you move yeah yes. right. you just can't i'm just like okay you're clogged there you're clogged there you're clogged there okay let's turn that joint let's turn your spine let's you know like let me let me let me show you how to absorb this mace and 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 have you like really feel how this thing can move you and how you can move it yeah. and just like you said 
feel the grace. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And yes. this is this is anything coaching wise. You know, it's very typical to go into any gym and you'll see people lifting or training while not not so good. Right there, yeah. They're the, and you can tell they're just sort of hacking it, right? Maybe yeah. they saw somebody. The, the, the idea that, like, oh, I see the guy bench pressing, so all I got to do is lay down on my back, right? Grab right, the bar, right, right, right. And you know, the wrists are rolled back, their our elbows are flared yeah. out. They're not lighting up their back, right? They're not. They don't know about that stuff. They need somebody to tell them. And this is exactly the same deal, if not more, with Steel Mace. Yeah. There's so many little nuanced secrets. And I will give an example that you taught me that one day when we were training over a critical mass. Um, I was doing – we were going over uppercuts. And you were just like, yeah, if you know, if you just pull that handle a little bit over your shoulder more and, and, and bring it less away from your body, more toward your center line – it's going to stretch out your pec and it's going to feel like you're doing a dip. And then I felt the stretch. And of course, I know what a dip feels like. Yeah. And I went, boom, there it is right yeah. there. In fact, I just did a little um, recording talking about the uppercut and I mentioned that technique. I, I don't think I gave you any credit when I talked about it, but I'm giving you credit it's right to now. Use, man. Yeah. It's yours to use. But you can't, that came from you. That was really cool. And, you know, I'm. Like blown away by little details like that, and this is this is what I like to emphasize to people about hiring a coach is that they are going to steer you in a direction that you're just gonna be blown away by, and when they direct your attention to the details, which is hard for people to do at first, they they're, they got this mace in their hands and they're thinking about their toes, the top of their head. Am I gonna hit? Yeah, they're overloaded. It's overloaded, and then the coach is gonna nice. say. Okay, let's let's work on this clog, as you said, right? Your 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 movement pattern's a little off here, and then you're going to get them moving right there, boom, and then you realize this could happen all over my whole body now. Yeah, from you know, just you you get that realization from that one detail. Yeah, but what I do is I we're going to come around full circle. I back it up to: Are you in your head right now, yeah. or are you in your body? And that's the difference between a central nervous system, which is really into proprioception, and a central nervous system that's just like numb all over the body. Yeah. I love that. It's moving like just it, I, it's so true. So though. good. It's so true. It's it just is, like man. it's like if you can understand that you are moving every square inch of your body right now, and you are in complete and total control of that. Mm -hmm. um, you are not out of control of that at all. Like, mm. <laughs> that's the whole point of this thing. You are in control with every square inch of your body and where it is in space and time, as much as you're in control of your breath, as much as you're in control of the way you think and where you project that thought. Yes. Right. If somebody puts a mace, if I put a mace in somebody's hands and they're just like, oh, I'm going to hit myself. And it's just like, if you're going to hit yourself, if you think you're going to hit yourself. What you're going to learn is you're not going to hit yourself. You're actually going to understand how this thing will work with you yeah. if you just understand where you are right now. That is such a good point. And um, I can relate that to mountain biking. Yeah. Um, and I I, I've, I took somebody new, uh, new to mountain biking out and they kept like hitting things. And I said, well, if you focus on the thing you don't want to hit, you're going to hit it. Yeah. 
And they're like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, oh, it actually it does make sense. Yes. If you don't want to hit that rock, then don't focus on the rock. Focus on the path around the rock. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, and it, that works. And it's exactly what you're talking about. It's, yeah. And this goes back full circle to f- what you focus on in life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and like, you know, me and Andrew being musicians, the one thing I said was like when I was talking about just playing guitar and like having all these effects and all this stuff. And what I said was like at a base level, like it is you and your hands the pick in your hand yep. and your finger against the strings that is creating the tone of the instrument. It is not all these um, effects you're going to put in front of it. It is not, um, you know, the the amp that you're playing through. These are just filters of sound, but the actual like true tone is coming from your physical body mm-hmm. and understanding that you are in your physical body which is your consciousness controlling what you are directing your thought towards is kind of like the, that's the aha moment of when I put a mace in my hands, it's just like the outside world is gone and I am in the black cube of space and time. And it doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter if I'm out in a field. It doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm uh, on the street, You know, in a crowded area, I just think of my, and I think a lot of it comes from um, when I decided to blindfold myself. Mm. Oh, yes. And go over the basic map of like Steel Mace Flow level one and understanding, okay, here is the framework of all of these shapes that are around me. And I am in complete darkness right now. Yeah. And how do I connect all of these clicks and lines around me? Okay, now how do I move that around? How do I rotate it? And how do I let it, how do I let it move me and how do I gently manipulate it as well and stick with it as long as I possibly can? There's no like you're not your mind isn't spiraling into what if this happens? What if this happens? What you know, and like I experience a lot of that in my everyday life with with just general interactions of like people's minds like going to worst case scenario and and things like that and again we're coming back to you're learning how to control your mind who you are who you want to be in your reality and like what you want to leave behind right at a deeper level like that's that's where i go with all this stuff yeah definitely you you you, in order to do that stuff you need to start somewhere where you could do it on a on a a smaller level or whatever you know you it doesn't necessarily have to be steel mace it could be other things it could be you know martial arts you know we talked about that but that's you got to start somewhere yes and and so it like i'm saying this i'm stressing this so people don't just take what you're saying jamie as like you know just you're fanfaring the the mace to be something like magical yeah it's a it, it could be a used tool. yeah as it's a, a tool. tool for you to right. tap into that mm-hmm. everybody has tools yeah to tap into that we see that i mean again being a guitar player being a musician andrew knows like being a singer you're tapping into that yeah but um we just choose to use the black stick yeah right. <laughs> and right. to do it i think jamie what jamie's saying is actually the opposite of that the mace in and of itself is like this magical thing that whole idea of the tone from the guitar 
is is not coming from the exterior things, but it's coming from Jamie. And you know, he's there were a few things that Jamie just said that are super poignant and very important. He used the word tone, which is directly applicable to what we're doing with the mace. And when, you know, when he's talking about that tone in the guitar coming from the hands, in a very real way, the tone from the mace comes from our hands. Yes. And so I, I think if I, you know, I think the way I hear that is, uh, is, is that the, it's coming from us. It's coming from Jamie. It's coming from you. It's coming from me. Whoever it is holding that mace, holding that tool. You know, the magic isn't in the tool. The magic is in how we are wielding or using that tool. Yeah. And, you know, Jamie also talked about, you know, where are you at? Are you in your head or in your body? And this is interesting because this touches on the idea of the doppelganger, right? We all have a doppelganger. We all have a doppelganger and it lives within us. Yeah. Okay. The doppelganger is a very real thing. And what a doppelganger is, is it's, it's our mind's electrical image of our body. Now, most people are stuck in an, in an unintegrated doppelganger, doppelganger like this. Okay. And what is that? Well, that's the mental image that has been made in the mind of where the body belongs posturally, what muscles are getting uh, loaded up neurally. And usually there's a, it's a situation where some of the muscles, often not the main muscle groups, but these small muscles that aren't supposed to be used for main movement are being way overloaded with neural activity. Meanwhile, other muscles like in our posterior chain are being completely robbed of neural activity. And so this doppelganger ends up existing uh, as an enemy inside of us. And it gets us stuck in these positions. Yeah. And meanwhile, it takes over the body because we're stuck up here. Mm -hmm. And so as we work with the mace and as we start to bring the, our tone into the mace, and this is what's great about the mace. You really, I mean, you can, but you're going to get hurt pretty quickly. You can't really pick up a mace and just go at it without anything be for too long before you find out the hard way. Yeah. And so working with the mace, we're kind of forced into these very excellent and healing and correct postures. And as we do so, in order to really do, especially with like, um, okay, so with steel mace flow, Leo system, right? And just take the level one master flow, okay? Each movement is designed to light up the entire body right. neurologically. And that's significant because in that moment, what's happening is the brain is integrating the doppelganger, the electrical impulses of the body into our actual experience of us in our body, which is the exact opposite. Most people can't even feel where they're at. And so this is where then that idea of tone comes in because tone comes from the brain. It all comes back to the brain. And when we're too tight in an area, we're getting an overload of neural activity, which then robs the neural activity back here. And so people, that's why, man, I work on a lot of people with really big muscles and terrible posture. Yeah. Terrible posture because they're not neurally balanced. Right. They're not 
their tonicity is not being balanced. And this is what's what is neat about working with this pole. And for the record, you don't even need to use a mace. Just use a stick. Push up against a wall. Fight a tree. Right? Hug a tree. Try to push a tree. And see, play tug of war with a tree. You, the same thing will happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. But uh, we're forced to, to create these good postures. We're forced to activate our entire body. And it's a beautiful thing. Right? Because sometimes that kick starts. This amazing growth process of then like into, as Jamie mentioned, integrating into our body in a full living experience. Now, instead of being stuck and trapped up inside here. Yeah, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it on the head. Nailed it on the head. Right. You know, like that. <laughs> Andrew brought up this, this thing that you know you've heard me saying in the past before which is like there's this there's a section of the mace which is the balance point mm -hmm. which i call best stereo okay yeah so that and best stereo is literally just um like the path of grace through life for me when you've had such an amazing day where all the synchronicities happened that the day literally just unfolded in front of you and you just kind of went with it right. um, is when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing you're in the flow of your your existence and you know right. everything's just boom happening for you right so you were being taken by momentum taken by the flow and you were actually manipulating at the same time right right so when you're using best stereo on the mace right there's no discord happening there's no dissonance everything is coming out sweet and beautiful and you're just trying to stay in that spot for as much as you can and like the thing that lets me stay in like best stereo is not being taken by the tethers mm -hmm. that are connected to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Understanding that, like how I made that, that comparison of valves, right? You know, shutting off valves that are pouring into you and like opening up the valves that are actually going to pour the things that are going to create best stereo within you, you know? Um, and the, these are the people that, we are inspired by that we learn from that we learn to be more of ourselves by understanding that person that seems like godlike we'll say you know we like we're all musicians we all gravitated towards certain musicians and thought of them as like gods at one point right yeah you know and really all they were doing was just following their path yeah and, and, and they don't want to even be considered gods mo no. most of them like 99% no. of them yeah. they're regular dudes regular dudes or, or chicks yeah or chicks right yeah. and that's the thing um, the more that you can just be that um, the more in line you are with what you're supposed to be doing here and, and filling up your time with with meaning and, and grace um, what was the thing that you said uh one day there the last time we hung out was just like you know the sign of like like an accomplished man is just like such like 
a mundane life. An orderly and, mundane yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, no, like, no, no, uh, bullshit going on. No, yeah. Yeah. No yeah. stress, no mayhem. Well, it, I mean, right. Well, like, it's just normal. Like, everybody's kind of like expecting to achieve greatness and by, by having this some great thing to show. Yeah. Right. When yeah. it's like the true, uh, like a, an accomplished man in our case, right? Or a, a woman, right? And anyone, an accomplished person. And when I say accomplished, I mean the person who's like a, we'll call him the mage, right? Yeah. It's just an orderly mundane life. Yeah. Things are flowing smoothly. Yes. Smooth. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No yes. fanfare, you know, drive yeah. a, drive a Chevy. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. But, but like, uh, breakfast is on time. They get a good night's sleep. Yeah. 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 No. I like it. Yeah. And you know, um, how much time we got left, by the way? Well, we got three minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Your internal alarm is very tight. You know, that, that you was know. impressive, Jamie. Yeah. And, and pretty on to things. We've, we've talked a million times about music and, yeah. and yeah, you guys, uh, let's, let's wrap up. Just tell me what you're doing music wise, because you're, you have witch fist. I can wrap this up real quick. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which Fist released an album uh, a few weeks back. Um, it was recorded in 2016. It sat in the ether for a very long time wow. because Witch Fist kind of went to sleep. So we tried to wake Witch Fist up a few times in the past few years. And the 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 internal energy of that band. Um, there's a lot of friction and discord there just because of like how you know some lives are lived. That being said, uh, what you're hearing on that album is probably my best work to date as a musician. Um, very turbulent time in my life. Um, but that album, the tail end of that album was the same time that I decided to go into the fitness industry as well. Okay. So it's like a very uh, transformative moment of my life um, where I decided to not eat, sleep, and breathe music anymore still have music be a very major part of my life but not dedicate all of my energy on it yeah. and um you know it's just uh it's like a time capsule because mm -hmm. i don't ever really see witch fist uh picking up into anything again because i don't really um think that it can be a, a healthy creative environment that it's that's going to benefit everybody um besides that me and andrew jam uh i'm in another band called young hunger which is the drummer from witch fist the bass player slash singer from witch fist and a different guitar player um which we're currently practicing and writing music for um desert hands kind of uh i don't, I don't want to say took its toll but like um I think the other the the singer and bass player kind of just lost some momentum with it. Um and we just decided to kind of like give it a rest. I'm not saying that it won't come back around again because I've, you know, I've been in plenty of bands and like sometimes you just need to give a band a rest because um you just get you just get spent on the music, yeah. you know, or you're just yeah. You, you need to walk away from it for, you know, other things to kind of grow and manifest around it. Mm -hmm. So Desert Hands is like to be continued, 
per okay. se. But um, yeah, me and Andrew, we jammed and we had fun, and we're gonna jam some more. This is gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, Witch Fist, you can hear it on Bandcamp, and uh, I listened to it. it. Is it's really awesome. Yeah, it's on I Spotify. It. It's on Bandcamp. I, I can't remember if it's on. The first album's on iTunes. The second album's probably on iTunes too. I just. Oh yeah, it's on Spotify, right? Yeah, so I that's just, I just went to Spotify. Yeah, yeah, just go to Spotify. Yeah, that's what yeah. it does. But now, what do you what do you think about what um, Andrew put out? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember the other guy's name that you worked on that recording with. Zach. Oh, Zach, yeah, Zach, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. What I love Saint Mercury. I, I, I love you. it, dude. It's amazing. It was good, right? It's so good, so good. I mean, where, where did that come from? Look at that. It came out of that guy. I, it's unbelievable. So when you, it's, it's so funny because when you hear Andrew sing, uh, without knowing him, and then you know Andrew, you're just like. Wow, those melodies came out of you. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> right. There are some beautiful, beautiful melodies. Thank you, man. Yeah, and there you have like such an aesthetically pleasing voice to listen to. You carry make, pitch so well. No, he does. He has he has incredible pitch. Yeah, um, and very good control of that pitch as well. And there's like he's not forcing his voice at all. It just kind of naturally comes out right. of him. That's what it feels there's, like. Yeah, there's, yeah it there's, just it belts right out. Yeah, there's nothing forced from his voice. Yeah. It's not trying to be anything. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, you guys. <laughs> you guys. So, yeah. everybody, that's St. Well, Mercury. You can check that out. St. Mercury. Yeah, yeah. St. Mercury. And the feeling's mutual. I, I and Jamie knows um, – you know the Witch Fist album. I can't. Sing. I just, I just love. Yeah, it. but you can play um, guitar. Though, yes, so. he can, man. Oh, and goodness. that's why I, it would be and, uh, awesome to see what you guys come up yeah, with now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and Saint Mercury is good, man. We're we're writing. Uh, my my partner in that project, he is uh, he's he's in residency, uh, and so uh, so we've kind of he's up in New York right now in residency, and so. Um, between that and getting things with Sleeping Monkey Training Academy kicked off and the book one program, Basic Primate, uh, we kind of took, you know, a few months off, but we've, we released the whole ba- album in 2020. It's there on all the platforms we're going to listen to. And, and there's a lot there for people, whether you just want to listen to it for entertainment or if you are into figuring out all of the layers and the meaning that we've packed in. There's a lot. There's a lot. You know, there's a lot. So. You got to dig in. It's good. That's yeah. it, brother. It's really I love good. that. I love it. Guys, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you, Fred. Thank Again, you, Fred. Man. Time goes by fast, doesn't it? Does. It? Yes, it does. You know? We'll really be back. Does. Yeah. We'll definitely back. Uh, come back and let's do some more of this. Um, we have really awesome conversations. I, I could listen to you guys talk for hours and hours. So... Yeah, thanks a lot. You're great, Fred. Thank you. That's man. Andrew and Jamie, everybody. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Make sure you, uh, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe and follow it and like it and shoot out a comment um, for these guys. Show them, uh, give them, give them a thumbs up. That's right. Taiwan's a country. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and that ends that. Uh, SteelMaceNation.com, everybody. Go check that out. All right. We're out.